guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Oxford Holy Club episode 107 entitled Fears, Prayer, and Fat. We are going to have a sweet, potent, ponderable today that's going to terrify you and shake you all up. We're going to talk from, we're going to look at a smorp coming from Mark chapter 1, verses 35 to 39. We're going to have a super fight. We're going to get a tiebreaker. It's going to be an episode, ladies and gentlemen, and we're glad that you're here. But first, let me welcome our other hosts, and we're, we're down one today, but Lucas Candy and Andrew Beck with Welcome Gentlemen. How you guys doing? Very excited to be back. You know what? I when I when I miss an episode, I'm I'm kind of excited, like oh, I gotta get a week off. But then the second it starts rolling, I'm like, and I especially if I get to hear any of it, I'm like, oh man, I oh, wish wow. I was there. And Barber made some comments. So I'm like, he really threw in some lob balls, and I was like, oh, I have something for this. I have something for this, and I couldn't say it, and it killed me. What was funny was was getting texts from you as you were listening to our last week's episode. You know, throwing in those low or lo- whatever you were saying. <laughs> Low blows low or low balls, whatever. Andrew, how are you doing, dude? I'm well. I'm so good. Happy good. to be here. Good. Glad you're here. All right. Let's get a few things out of the way. Folks, we are everywhere that social media exists. Well, at least the ones that matter to us. And those are, well, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And so if you want to find us on the social media, uh, here's what I'm going to recommend you do. You go to OxfordHolyClub.com. That's our website. And from there, you can click the links that are provided so that you can get to our social medias. Thank you, Natalie Shaw, for liking the stream and for Scott Layton for liking. Also, hi, Mom. I see you in chat. And uh, if you're on our website, since you're there, why don't you also uh, check out the SMORP document that we use. It's there for you for the month of July if you'd like to make it a part of your daily routine and join along with those that are doing it. Uh, that's available to you. And also, uh, people are sharing and it's I, I'm having a hard time focusing. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm ADHD, so when a flashy thing goes on the screen and noise happens, I have a hard time keeping it together. Uh, let's see. Um, you can, from our website, you can also connect to where our podcast audio is going. It's everywhere. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find our audio there. And don't forget, you'll also find this on YouTube later. And like I just mentioned, uh, the audio version of that is there. And since, again, you're on the website right now, scroll down a little bit, a little bit more. And you're looking for that merch. Now, listen. Get your wallet. Get your, get your wallet. Uh, if you're like me, there's no cash in it because we're cashless. That's fine. Get your credit card. And uh, why don't Which you keep yourself? What, what, what did you say, Lucas? I said treat yourself. 2011. Uh, okay. Um, Andrew's in the past. Listen. You deserve something nice for yourself. You've given it a lot of time, you know, joining us on uh, Tuesday nights, and we get it. You've earned this. Get your credit card. Go on over to our website. <laughs> spend, wow. spend your hard-earned money on our merch. I'm just kidding. It's just there because we wanted to have it. If you want to, it's there. Don't worry about it at all. Uh, guys, are you ready? Oh, hey. I'm ready. Okay. It was silent. Scott Layton, let me know in chat. Did you ever get your shirt? I, I 
we bought it. We sent it. Uh, hopefully it came to you. Cause yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll fall for that. Good way to go, man. Tell him that. <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> we got him. It must be in the mail somewhere. It, I, oh yeah. I swear. I, COVID probably. I'm, yeah, that's right. That's messing everything up. All right. Well, while we <clears> wait <throat> to hear from Scott on his merch, let's talk. To, let's toss to Lucas and A. All right. Well, I have a well of potent ponderables that I uh, delve into whenever I need one. But tonight, I, I decided to throw one up that I just kind of thought of this evening, and I. And it's, do you have an irrational, an irrational fear? And I'm not talking about stuff that like, you know, like I'm afraid of snakes or spiders or heights or whatever, but like something that you really shouldn't be worried about as much as you are, but you spend too much time thinking about it. Like, for example, when I was younger and I was in weddings all the time, like when you're, you're in your twenties and you're standing up in weddings, left, right, and center, I had this irrational fear that like, what if I pee my pants while I'm standing up in front of everyone? Do I regularly pee my pants? Do I ever pee my pants? No, I don't. But I was like, but what if I do? And I would like stress about that, um, which is a silly one. I don't have anymore because I'm way past wedding, uh, standing up in age. I've aged out of that program. Uh, but my current irrational, irrational fear is getting one of my teeth chipped. Um, and I think it's because I'm always wrestling with my kids and I'm afraid one of them is going to like clock me in the mouth. Um, I think I think it stems from when I was, uh, again, in the wedding season, uh, oh, Melissa man. and oh, I. Wow. You've got, listen, should, you want me to schedule you for some counseling? Like, now listen, you, you've got uh, something so here. Melissa and I and another couple, we went to, uh, we were going to someone else's wedding and we were, we were camping out, we were tenting. And then the morning that we were getting up to go to the wedding, um, this other couple, one of them was tickling his his girlfriend's like ah chica, and she went back and she smashed him right in the face and he chipped his tooth off. And then ever since then, I get nervous every time. I'm always afraid someone's head's gonna not random people. My children are who I'm most worried about. Is that while we're roughhousing at some point, they're gonna take out one of my beautiful teeth, um, <laughs> which is weird because like I would bring it on myself if that happened um, and. It, can we get yes. a close up? Can we, Hulk, a couple a couple of quick things? Number yep. one, that's why you don't tickle until you're married. Number two, can we get a close up <laughs> on those teeth? Look at these chiclets. Bring, you know what? Here's something. Now, here's the thing. Bring them my in. Teeth, bring them in. My, my teeth are, you know, they're nothing special, but they are incredibly straight for someone who's never had braces. Check it out. Always coming in. Now, listen, uh, just before. It could be whiter. But I drink tea. Well, so, you, I mean, and, and you just ate meat off a stick. You've got you've got valid reasons. Oh, he's going for it. That's a, that. There used to be meat in that. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So that's my irrational irrational fear: teeth teeth chipping. Um, also, actually, you know what? Another reason might be because uh, my dad used to play hockey all the time, and he said that he always, always, always wore a mouth guard, except for one night. That night he could not find it in his in his like hockey bag, so he didn't. He went out without it. Puck to the face, chips oh, to that dang. night of all nights. So anyway, uh, but what do, do you guys have irrational fears or are all your fears like super reasonable, like, you know, monsters and stuff? Uh, yeah, those are the reasonable ones. Yeah. The demigod. I have a, I have like this weird fear of like going to bed with a door unlocked. And that's I'll do com- like common sense. But, but it's like, like I'll patrol the house and do like oh, Scott several Layton. scans of all the doors and then I'll scan them some more. <laughs> sure. I 
And then I open the the front door is like a weird, like it doesn't work properly. So I have to open the door and then I jiggle the outside to make sure that it's actually locked. And then I close the door. See, I think there's something wrong with me because I actually, when at the point where my wife, we never used to lock our doors. And then my wife was getting annoyed at me for not locking the doors. And I was getting annoyed at her for like, why do you want to lock the door? We live in the country, Um, which I understand locking your doors is, a good thing. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was, that was a bone of contention at one early point in our marriage where she insisted we lock our doors. And I was like, fine. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> but I know I don't, I do not do a security check of the perimeter, although I'm pretty sure Melissa does. So I have done, the, I've done think, the, the security. I've gone around in the middle of the night, you wake up and you hear something. I'm mm. usually, I'm the one that gets up and does the, the check goes through the rooms. When we were in a three-story house, there's a lot when we were in a three-story house, that's a lot of rooms and yeah. a lot of windows. And um, anyway, yeah. One time, a couple of weeks ago, Tiffany was up feeding the baby in the middle of the night and she heard, which I'm assuming was the cat downstairs. And she's trying to whisper, yell to me across <laughs> the hallway. To wake me up, and, she's, and she's texting me, but my text is on do not disturb. Right. Finally, she wakes me up and she's like, I hear something. And I'm like, Okay, and I go to go back to sleep, and she's like, "You need to check." <laughs> okay, ninety nine percent sure it's a murderer. One percent chance of the cat. Ninety nine percent sure it's a murderer. So. It's like we have a basement door, and I go down, and we have so many like kids' toys that are all in front of it. It's like a home alone booby trap. <laughs> yeah. There's death. Nobody entered our house. I can assure you, we would hurt them. <laughs> okay, I. I don't. I I had. I really had to like dig deep to find something. I think any kind of fear that I have is. I'd like to say is normal. Um, I think so. To find something that's irrational, I, I'd have to go to something that's related to my hair. I'm not afraid to lose my hair. I've I've done bald before as a proof of concept, and I can I can do it. <laughs> you can work it. As we dis, as we discussed earlier, Lucas, uh, to go. My hair does come out. Uh, thank you. Hey, Don Wills, check your email, my man. Uh, we're trying to get the worship team back together and get some recording done. Ch- check your email. Anyway, um, so, sorry. I work, Come work, on, keep it professional. Work Brad kicked in. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, it has to be related to my hair. I, I can do, oh, I was saying that I could go bald because I can grow a big beard, right? Like I can get the beard. and, and that's, the, a, that's a good look on, on people. That's a good look on people. And, uh, yeah. and Don, we're glad you're here, man. Um, enjoy that. And congratulations on the new grandchild. That's awesome. Uh, give Aurora our best. So, uh, okay. Okay. So here's the thing. I, be, I, I used to have a, I hated windy days. Like I, I would avoid windy days because of how much I hated my hair getting knocked out of place. Now I recognize that not everybody might like my hairstyle or whatever, and that's fine, but I did. And I put too much time into it and too much care and thought into that. And so I guess my irrational fear, uh, um, my irrational <laughs> fear is having messed up hair and, and not knowing and having people see me there. <sighs> um, just so you know, there's, there's some technology that was um, perfected. I think it was in like the 1950s, uh, you see a lot of elderly ladies. Um, oh, it's no. that kind of plastic thing they tie around the and their hair. You know, it's like a whole one of those dealies. You can yeah. probably use one of those. Okay. You got to do what you got to do, man. Hey, yeah. listen, don't think I haven't done what I've needed to do. Anyway, 
we do have a couple uh, people chiming in and chat here. So Mandy Siliker, her irrational fear is that she thinks she always has COVID when she doesn't. And uh, Scott, Scott, Scott Layton, his fear is not receiving his merch. <laughs> So, oh, good. I have, go. an, I have a new irrational fear. Scott not receiving his merch. Scott, Scott. I, look, I'm going to get right into the camera. Eyes on you, Scott, right now. Buddy, I ordered that. Oh, stop shaking, monitor. I ordered it. I sent it, and we paid for it. And they did say that there could be delays because, again, of COVID. But but that shirt's coming, man. And when Anything it, coming from the States sits in uh, Mississauga, Ontario, for two weeks, like, tops. Really? Yeah. It'll buy some time. I like that. That's good. So all of our stuff gets quarantined before it gets here. I don't think it's on purpose quarantine. I just think they're so backlogged. Oh, well, I'm going to talk about something similar to that in just a moment. So why don't we get right into our catching up? Um, We've been beating around the bush, almost feigning interest in one another. So let's actually make it something. And uh, (laughs) guys, how are you doing? Uh, It's been a week. Lucas, it's been three weeks been three weeks um and i have a story to tell shall i shall i kick us off here weave your tapestry all right so uh this kind of goes back to the whole um lack security at the candy household and not checking all the doors and whatnot so last night at 2 30 in the morning or this morning i guess you would say um i woke up and i could hear a little like thump Thump, like every couple seconds and it was irregular and I was like Is that your heart I knew exactly what it was I was like friggin raccoons are in our garbage bin and this has been an ongoing war with me and the raccoons okay and I <laughs> I my first step was buying one of those really nice big um big ones that can hold like 10 garbage bags which is all the better for them I guess um then they would tip it over and take it out you know point one to raccoons uh then I got some bungee cords and I bungee corded it down um point one to me because that's really been stymieing them quite a bit but I but I could tell they were like rattling around I was like okay how am I gonna work this so I go downstairs and I couldn't find my flashlight because we've been camping and it's normally on the side of my bed. So I was like, all right, I got my, my, my camera phone flashlight. And I go downstairs and I like, I was like, I want to like surprise them and scare them and make sure that they're like, they never darken my door again. Mm-hmm. So I like, I look out the, the window and I could see that the garbage can isn't where it normally is. And I could see just like it had fallen over. I could just see like the wheels of it. I was like, oh yeah, they're definitely into it. I was like, let's show these these trash pandas who's boss. So I get ready. Trash bandits. Snap on the light, jump out onto my deck, and three feet away from me was a bear. And it turns out that it was not trash pandas. It was a bear. Oh, my word. So there I am in my boxers uh, on my front deck. Um, and I, all I could think of is that old camp song about, he looked at me, I looked at him and that's what it was. So I look, he looks and I'm like, okay. And I knew in the back of my mind, like bear was a possibility. They're all over Hanwell for some reason this year. They're like, they're like gnats, these bears. So I did what you're supposed to do. And I said, get out of here. And it looked at me and it bolted. Um, I would, I thought you might've played dead. That'd have been amazing. (laughs) I just, I just slumped on my deck. Ragdoll. Just goes ragdoll. (laughs) Well, it's easy to be brave when like, even though we were quite close, I was up two feet and to get to me, he would have had to run out and around and come up my stairs and I would have been in my door. Hold on. Do you think bears respect the stairs or do you think that bear bear just goes (laughs) up and over? I don't think they're known for jumping, but anyhow, so here's the thing. Bears climb. 
Okay, here's plug. the thing. So I thought I thought there was Victorious Lucas, and I said, get. <laughs> And I was like tough and mean. And he looked at me and he's like, I don't want a piece of that. And he takes off. And then he, but as he, he bolts <laughs> off of my driveway and about, I don't know, 15, 20 feet away is my baby barn. And then he like screeches to a halt and like turns around and starts coming back towards me. <laughs> I said, I said, oh, maybe he, maybe he's thought it over and done the math. Um, and then he stops about halfway between the baby barn and me. And he kind of looks at me. He's like, Rrr. He's like making this like roughing sound. And I was like, interesting. I was like, is he going to charge me or what's going on here? And I had like one hand on the door just in case. He's calling and I, his friends. And I grabbed my phone. I was like, oh, I want a picture of this so bad. And I like, but of course it was like pitch black. You have a bayonet. It. You have a bayonet just for this moment. Ah, I didn't have it on me. Shoot. Next time. Uh, so, and then he's making this like gruffing sound. And I was like, okay, what's going on now? And I was going to hear scratch, 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 scratch. And out of the tree between me and him falls a cub. And it's about the size of a raccoon. And it like scampers off behind its mother. Now I figured out. And then it like a couple more times and another one comes out of the tree and the three of them like take off. And I said like beat it smoky and they're gone. Uh, And the video I sent you, Brad, which we don't, we won't show, but all it is because I was so excited, but all it shows is pitch blackness and me saying, get out of here, smoky. And then a few seconds later, you hear me, which cut, undercuts how tough I am. Me going, oh, when the little babies fall to the tree and like scamper off. Uh, and then I couldn't sleep for the next hour because I was all pumped up and I had all of our exterior lights on. And I was like, hey, you're not coming back here. But then I felt bad because it was a single mother, two kids, and I just drove her off. Didn't give her a single thing to eat. And... Anyway, and then my my daughter has been leaving bear treats, she says. Any, like, any nuts or berries or whatever she can find around her yard? She's like, I'm leaving it for the bear. <laughs> Great. So, anyway, that was my um, that was my adventure. Um, and then I also got to see my brother today, which, um, you know, it's kind of hard. I, maybe I should have started with you that. You should have started with that. It's kind of taking a So, I got to see my brother and his family today. But, yeah, the bear, the bear thing was pretty cool. I've seen a bear on my property once before, but it was not that close. Um, it's too bad so. you didn't have Barbara there. You could have fought it off. Yeah, apparently he's could've been training. Fought it off. Yeah, apparently. Um, maybe that's why he ran away because he knew we knew each other. So, Natalie Shaw came into chat and she said, Carl wants to know if you had to change your boxers. <laughs> Uh, no, like I, I was surprisingly calm throughout the whole thing. I was excited. I was like, Oh, sweet bear. I was like, this is great. And I was so, yes, I was was like, great podcast. Something to talk about on (laughs) Tuesdays. That is what it was. Like, Oh, sweet. This ketchup is going to be lit. It's going to be awesome. Uh, but then I was, I was so ticked that I couldn't get a good picture or video. And if I had gotten a flashlight, I could next time it comes back, my parents, both of my children have made two of my children have made me promise. I will wake them up if the bear comes back which I won't do because that would be a whole ordeal getting them back to bed. But uh, yeah, so that was my bear story. Bears and Hanwell, bear and mama bear. I was actually really surprised because the bear cubs were tiny. Like they were not big and I thought they would have been bigger by now this time of the year, but oh well. There. Yeah. All right. Follow that suckers. Uh, (laughs) Well, oh shoot. Hey, when you were talking about raccoons, it, it reminded me of something. Tell me if you can, Tell me who these raccoons are, Bert and Ralph Raccoon. Oh, from the, the CBC show, The Raccoons, Cyril yeah, Sneer. Cyril Sneer. The Raccoons. Yeah, okay. Now you, you passed. You're ready to fight the bears. Okay. Andrew, <laughs> um, what's been going on with you, my dude? All right. So this is, it's almost good that Matt's not here for this. Are you going to give him some kind of compliment that would have inflated his head? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> we miss you, Matt. So, 
So on the weekend, I barbecued. What? Yeah, I decided I really wanted to do the ribs since like the the time basically since you showed the video. I don't have a smoker, so but he said you could do it in the oven. Yeah. So I got I got the ribs and I or, we order our groceries online. So the ribs were like, "Hey Ruth or Esther." Hey That's Esther. Sorry. Um, Heal a bread back to bed. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. We order our food online, so like the ribs weren't even the right ribs. They were like, picture like a rack of ribs chopped in half. Like they were skinny slithers of ribs. So I was yeah, already yeah. like, oh. I was already like halfway like, like defeated. Handcapped. But anyways, I uh, I did it. I did. I followed the directions for the most part. Uh, and they were delicious. Like they were really good. Um, just doing them in the oven. Like I was, I was a little wondering like, you know, what's the oven going to be like for this, but I did like five hours in the oven and I did an hour on the barbecue at the end. And they're, they're really good. Did you do all the so, steps like the cutting the little, like, uh, whatever it's called the membrane or anything I did like my that? best. It was really hard because my ribs, like, because of the way they were, they were cut, like, skinny. Yeah. It was really hard to get it off. I got some of it off. Anyways, if you don't have a smoker and you want to try it, it was well worth it to do it in the oven. Uh, one way I've done ribs, and I didn't say it on the podcast with Matt because I feel like he would have been uh, quite cruel to me, is um, <laughs> in the past I have boiled them and then for however long, not that long, and then threw them on the barbecue and like sauced them. And yep. it was, yeah. I think it's the best ribs I've ever made. They're probably That's not the best ribs ever. Does. Yeah, and I was quite happy with that. I, I actually watched somebody today um, boil ribs in an Instapot so that once they were done, they could just pull the, the ribs out, the bone out, and then they did a dry rub on it, and then they, they made a homemade barbecue sauce and did that and then cooked them up like that. It looked mm. They looked really good. Interesting. Mm. Yep. That'd be uh, very satisfying, too, like pulling all the bones out mm. with, with no, like, making it easy. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. It was that that's all I got. Um, um, uh, he made. Did you replace your front windows? Yeah, your wife is here. He made these ribs while tearing out and replacing our massive front window, and she made a, a muscle emoji, dude. Nice. What's up? Mm. What's go- so? What's going on there? Oh, I was gonna use that story for another day, but we also changed our front <laughs> picture window. <laughs> oh, we. <laughs> Well, Tiffany, we have, you really uh, forced them down this one. <laughs> we, uh, like our front picture window is like overly big. Like picture a normal front picture window. Yep. This one's like six feet of all glass. And it was like, I don't know, probably at least six feet wide, maybe more. And it was like the heaviest thing I've ever lifted, lifted in my life. Like, and there's nowheres to grab it because it's just giant it's a tall piece of glass. You're trying to. Were like you tempted to just like, bash the, the the window out and to pick up the pieces? Anybody that was looking at you just thinks you're miming. What is this? What is he doing? <laughs> they can't see. They just see Anyways, you. It is really, really terrifying when you uh, tear out the old window and you just have that giant hole <laughs> oh. in your house, and you're yep. like, hopefully we can get this other window <laughs> in. And the guy Especially. I bought it from uh, uh, Jeff Waddell, and uh, he was like, make sure 
you measure this window before you tear out your old one. <laughs> just in case we got something wrong, make sure you do that. And it just fit. It just oh. fit. And what was your uh, irrational fear again? Uh, doors locking. Rocking. Security. Security. <laughs> Big wide open door. Big wide yeah. open. Six feet. Back your truck I would up. I had so many, so many pieces of plywood over that, like a million nails. There is an episode of a show called The Middle, and the son broke their door, and the father said he had to replace it, and the son refused to replace it, and the father refused to replace it, so their house had no front door for like three days, and they kept waking up to like animals in their house and stuff like that. <laughs> That's anyway, funny. Sorry. Classic show. It's so good. As, as a very good show. Cool. Um, here's what's happened for me, and it was kind of on the whole theme of what was happening with uh, our merch getting to Scotty. I... I decided I wanted to get a nice gym bag. I keep just bringing like the, the normal bag that I take for work and I just toss my shoes and, and stuff in that and then bring it in. Just a, just a Sobeys bag with your like stuff in it? <laughs> Not quite. But I, I don't want to put all that in that bag. I would rather have something and I could put clothes in and you know all that because there's showers and everything at the gym. So I, or, I was so pumped and I, I ordered this bag and it was supposed to be here. And, and in less than 24 hours, I ordered it it said it was shipped, it got delayed, and now I don't know where it is. And, and the only thing that's coming up in tracking is that it departed Dieppe, New Brunswick. I, I didn't know Amazon had something there, but whatever. Uh, hey, Kevin, thanks for liking the stream, man. Uh, so, so I don't know what's going on there. So I thought, okay, it happens. And uh, Mandy... What are you saying? What are you trying to? What are you trying to do to me here? <laughs> oh shoot! Anyway, so so I ordered that, and uh, we'll see what happens. Thanks, Mandy, for liking the stream. That that negates your so, comment. But go it's ahead. Funny that you say that, Brad, because uh, my pastor he told me the same story yesterday. He said I ordered something, and it immediately said it was shipped, and then immediately I got an email saying it was delayed. Yeah. So, okay. So. So then you'll you might you definitely haven't noticed, but my my pebble, uh, my watch strap broke. This is the second time that my strap is broke on for this pebble, and so I ordered a replacement on. You know you know what I I didn't even hesitate to order, and this is going to sound super oh great Lucas, this is going to sound super whatever. But now that I'm actually exercising, I care about seeing how many steps I get in each day, and without my watch on. I, it, What's I the get, point? I get. I, what is the point? It's not. Ha well, I mean, I know, but my my phone will be like, "Hey, dummy, you'll do better tomorrow." And like, no, I, I, I did good today. I killed it today. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so I ordered a watch strap. Same thing. Ordered. Awesome. Shipped. Yes, it'll be here before my bag will be. That's great. Oh, delayed. What the heck? And this is coming from the other side of the country. So there is something going on right now. There's a conspiracy across the country. To slow our Amazon packages. Just use clear packing tape and put it around the stub of the watch and just tape it to your wrist. Awesome. And, the, and then go in with your Sobeys bag of gym stuff and then you'll get a reputation. <laughs> the other thing of significance, thank you, Lucas. I'm just going to move past that. The other thing of significance that happened this week was it, within the Church of the Nazarene, we do something. Um, when you first come to a church as the senior pastor, the first two, you do two years and then you have a review with the board and the district superintendent. After that, it's every four years. And so, um, so it was our senior pastor's 
four years. He's done like nine of them now. He's been here uh, over 30 years, 35, something like that years. So it was his, it was his review. What was within the Nazarene church, it's similar to the Wesleyan is if the senior pastor quits or resigns or whatever, uh, any staff that's on also is gone. And people can argue the pros and cons of that. I'm in favor of that. And there's a longer story for why, but, um, some of the board members didn't know that. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm at the, I'm at, I'm downstairs while this is happening. And I just said, Hey, don't forget everybody. If, uh, if you say no to him, I'm gone too. And they're like, what? <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, the review went very well, but we were joking. You know, if you don't see us this coming Sunday on the podcast, you know, it went horribly. And, uh, <laughs> Anyway, no, it, it was really good, and uh, that was that was a significant thing for us. And you know, there's a longer story, but it's not for the podcast. Um, I'll tell you two later. No. Uh, well, let me see. The other thing is, I'm trying to find a better milkshake or a better. Um, I wrote "quest for a killer handshake." I meant. To, did someone change my notes? Did you try to mess me up, you jerk? <laughs> <laughs> you did it. <laughs> I'm on the quest for a killer shake. Uh, my tuna and water and ice cube shake has been met with nothing but scorn from anybody I've promoted it to. And so I'm trying to find a good uh, protein shake. I've got the powder, but like the things to put in it, that that is good for me. <laughs> Thank you, Lucas, for editing the notes. Quest, I'm reading it. Quest for the killer handshake that brings all the boys to the yard. Uh, Sorry. Taking me back. That's way back. Anyway, that's that's been it. Matt Barber is absent without leave. We're not sure where he is, actually. Uh, we got a note from him saying he wouldn't be here tonight, but where he is, we don't know. If you know. see him, send us a picture. So he heard that there was bears in Hanwell. <laughs> Matt, Matt is closer than you way. know. He's on his way here. <laughs> He's closer than you know. Uh, Andrew, are you good? You ready if we I'm toss good. to you, my man? We're going to get into the smorp. Go Take it away. Mm-hmm. All right. It's time to smorp. If you have never been here for smorp, smorp stands for scripture, message, obedience, repentance, and prayer. What we're going to do is we are going to read through a passage of scripture, and then we're going to discuss it. So we'll start with scripture, and we'll talk about what words or phrases or observations in this passage stand out to us. Uh, You'll have an opportunity to share your thoughts in the chat. And we'll go through the smorp. And so tonight we are reading from Mark chapter 1, verses 35 to 39. Jesus preaches in Galilee. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. And they found him and said to him, everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, let us go on to the next towns that I may preach there also. For that is why I came out. And he went through it all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. I'll read it one more time because it's short. Sure. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. And they found him and said to him, everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, let us go to the next towns that I may preach there also. For that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. 
So scripture, what words, phrases, or observations in this passage stand out to you? What does the scripture tell you about the nature and work of God? Hmm. Uh, something that was for me was um, while it was while it was still dark, he departed. I mean, I, I'm the phrase that, that whole part. While it was still dark, uh, he departed and went to out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. The other parts that stood out to me were everyone is looking for you. And let's go on to the next town. Uh-huh. Th- those were those were some of the key phrases for me that that jumped out. I'm, I want to save my thoughts for those, for the message part. Uh, for me, it would be that first uh, verse thirty five as well. Um, I think that's probably one of the ones that we'll all kind of resonate with. <clears throat> and the last one was uh, the last verse, actually. He went through all Galilee preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons was jumped out at me. Uh, and I will save my thoughts for the message part. <laughs> hold on. Do you th- I, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. I'm not even trying to make fun. Do you think the demons were in the synagogues? Yeah. Is it he did one and then the other or they were uh, multifaceted? That's interesting. Mm. That's, that's that's a whole a other question. That's a good ask, question. Ask Google. Okay. <laughs> hey Siri. Well, well, anyway, what about you, Andrew? Uh, for me, again, I'll, I mean, it, it's 35 as well. Um, and so, I mean, I won't, I won't dive into that until we're all discussing it. Uh, so well, I guess we'll move on right on into the message. What do you sense the Lord saying to you in this reading? Is there a word of correction, guidance, <clears throat> encouragement, <clears throat> wisdom, or promise? Do you have a question for God? Uh, is it okay, man, if I jump on it? Fire away. All right. Uh, so I, I've read this passage a lot before and, and you know, we, we look at Jesus as the example, right? Like, and he often would say, you know, do as I'm doing type of stuff. And, and so we see Jesus getting up early in the morning before the sun was up, before people were up doing things. And he went out by himself to go spend time in prayer. And, and we, the, what I, the message for me is this is we live in such a busy time where everything is is screaming for our attention, our time, you know, and we need to, if we're going to be effective in what we are called to do and who we're called to be, if we're going to be who we're supposed to be, we need to take time aside from all those things to focus on our relationship with the Lord. Interesting that they said, everyone's looking for you. So where, where they were, people still wanted to find Jesus. You, you know, there's, hey, we need you. This is still happening. Come on, come on, let's get, let's get rolling. The disciples are looking for him. It's early in the morning. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And he said, you know what? Let's actually go to the towns over here. And it reminds me that he, he has a plan and a purpose. And he had, for him, he knows why he's here, what he's supposed to be doing. And, and so he, he takes the time to go pray because what's coming next is uh, he's, you know, he's going to go preach and he's casting out demons. And so often we get so busy and, and we run on empty so often. And maybe, maybe I'm just speaking for me. I, just, I know how easy it is to get caught in the trap of being busy, doing good things, and, but then when the really important stuff that you're really supposed to be there for comes up, you just feel drained, empty, and you're not prepared. And so I, I see Jesus here showing us the example of, yeah, everyone's screaming for your time and, and doing good things. All these people I bet that wanted him were to like for healing and, and just, you know, good stuff. Um, but he was like, no, we're going to go do this. And he took the time to pray and prepare himself 
and his relationship with the father. So I guess for me, the message, and I've pontificated a fair amount here, has is is its guidance in in that I need to spend the dedicated, set apart time. Even though you know, for the rest, like you can see the whole, you can see the whole day ahead, and it's screaming at you with this needs to get done, that needs to get done. But before any of that needs to happen, I need to take the time with the Lord. That's and that's that's again, that's for me. When when you take it, that's not that's not my call. For me, that's when I need to take it. Maybe the sun will be it, up though. Just saying. It's it's funny because you know I've heard people say like. Oh, you know, like I do it in the morning, like as far as my, my reading the scripture and my quiet time, but whatever works for you. And, and I get that, but I really think there's, it's hard to not do it in the morning because of the fact that your day is going to hit you. And if you sure. wait till the end of the day to do all that, like, I feel like there's like, it's going to be a problem. And I, I remember reading a, it was like an article and some leadership thing. And it was like, and the, the title was Slay Your Dragons Before 7 a.m. And what he meant by that was, like, mm. get up early and do the stuff you need to do, the most important things, before you even start your day. Because once the day happens, the chances of you getting those things done get smaller and smaller and smaller. Absolutely. And if you apply that to prayer as well, it's the same thing. Because if you're like, oh, I'll pray at the end of the day, you'll be exhausted. You might. Uh, and you might have energy, you might not, you might forget, you might, you know, stuff constantly comes at you all the time, which is why uh, in my own life, you know, I try to do the most important things as early in the day as I can, because stuff keeps flying at you. And same thing for for prayer and for time with God, because there's always going to be a distraction. There's always going to be something, oh, well, yeah, I'll just do it in a second. I just need to do this. And like, for me, the big, the big push to get up early is I need to get up before my kids get up. Cause for once my kids get up, they're gonna be crawling all over me and asking me questions and yeah. make me breakfast and make me whatever. So I just need to take the time. And if they get up early, that means I need to get up earlier, which is why I always love when the time changes because their clocks keep them in bed longer. And then I can get up and I know <laughs> I'm pretty safe and having some actual quiet time. That's quiet for one day. Um, for one day and then, <laughs> then, then they just adjust. But yeah, that's that was, I was it all in that one day. Yeah. yeah. The, the one thing that I'll point. add on to that um, is, you know, in verse 35, it says he went out to a desolate place. Hmm. You know, he didn't, he didn't, you know, get a special, uh, you know, little reading area ready and get all comfy. Hmm. And, it, you know, it, he just, he just went to a desolate place and prayed. And sometimes hmm. I think we, we, focus too much on having our little area for a quiet time or being in, you know, the perfect conditions and things mm. like that. And uh, it's less about that and more about the time. That's interesting, Andrew. Yeah. Hmm. It's about minimizing distractions. Yeah. No, and I will say, you know, people are going to be able to, you know, they're going to need certain conditions to be successful. So I'm not saying that you, you know, you can't, set yourself up for success, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, Jesus went to a desolate place. <laughs> like he just mm-hmm. took some time somewhere where no one was. And Andrew, is it okay if I just toss Scott's comment in here? Yeah. Uh, Scott Layton writes, uh, he's Jesus, the ultimate example, setting the ultimate example. It's very easy to forget to seek God because we get, we get so busy serving God or others. Excellent. Excellent point, Scott. Uh, you know, it's, I find it interesting if Jesus needed to take time to, to go recharge, pray, spend time with the father yeah. to go serve others. 
how much more do we need to, mm. you know? Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Um, all right, well, we'll, we'll move on to obedience. Uh, write down one step of obedience you need to take today or this week based on what God is revealing to you. One thing that I'm really bad at, but I always want to get better at, is writing down what I'm praying about and then tracking it. Mm. Um, I've always been told that's like the best thing ever, and I read about it all the time, and I start it, and then I don't get into it. But like, that thing I need to do is a tra- not, not just like write down the prayers so I don't forget them, but also to track them. So like, hey, that God answered that prayer. God, yep. I, wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, God answered, you know, and I don't do that, and I need to do that better. Let's take inventory of your prayers, basically. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me yeah. let me recommend a tool for you called Smorp that at the very end of it has <laughs> is is about prayer and writing it down. I'm not, and I'm not trying to say that. I mean, I'm kind of saying it in a cheeky way, but you know, it, it's, it's a component of it. It'd be interesting. I'm looking forward to going back in my Smorp journal and seeing like last year, you know, in a year's time, what was I, what, what was I dealing with? What was the Lord saying to me and what were my prayers like? And was I obedient? Like I said, I would be. That would be an interesting thing to like, look back on, like look back through like, like there's like journals like, Hey, I did this today, but like, what, what, what have I been praying for for the last 10, 15, 20 years? Like that was pretty impressive. Or think about your grandkids finding your old smorp journals or whatever, you know, mm. now you might not want that cause it's pretty personal. I think mostly, but you never know. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Oh, mm. okay. So for me, the step of obedience for me is, um, to be consistent, uh, to like, I, I, I'm in a unique position where I can come to my office before anybody else gets here. You know, the kids are up, Mandy or Mandy and or I get them their food. They're just chilling. And and then I come in early um, before anyone's here. I have a nice comfy chair. Not that I need it. I can go somewhere desolate, Andrew. I don't need the chair, but uh, I'll, I'll fine. I'll go in the back parking lot. But no, but I to just consistently, but you know, my problem is, is when I, sometimes when I come in, I see the computer screens and, and I go, Oh, there's a, there's a notification. I'll just sit down. I'll answer that email. And, and then it's noon. And, but really though, and then it's, <laughs> and then it's noon. Yeah. It like, it happens. And do I have time with God throughout the day? Yes. Do I talk to God throughout the day? Yes. Am, am I a total failure at sitting down with him? No, but I, I know that I could be more consistent with him. So yeah. For me, that's going to be the step of obedience. Turn my computers off when I leave the office. So they're off when I come <laughs> back in. <laughs> nice. Mine's pretty much the same thing is, is making, you know, for me, I know I'm going to be most successful. I'm not going to be successful doing it at home. I need to do it as soon as I get to the office and take that time. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much the same exact thing. You know, I, you get in the door and you look at, you know, your Bible and you look at the desk and <laughs> And then you got to make the decision where you're going. Yep. And it, and it's making that right decision consistently. Absolutely. Hmm. All right. And then uh, lastly, we have repentance and prayer. We we usually leave these up to you, you know, in private. And, and you know, repentance is right out any confession that God reveals to you in this passage. And prayer, you spend time thanking the Lord for all His blessings and pray for anything or anyone He lays on your heart. Feels like we so kind of we kind of brought in some repentance ideas in our obedience stuff. Kind of, yeah. we, we kind of <laughs> pointed sure. out some areas, eh? <clears throat> yeah. hmm. 
All right. So that's our smorp. Hey, thanks everybody for that. Andrew, it looks like I'm tossing to you again, my dude. I hope you're, I really hope you're ready for this because we are going to, this is going to be abrupt, to the tiebreaker. Okay. Little plug for the tiebreaker. If you have a tiebreaker for us, visit OxfordHolyClub.com and you can anonymously submit Mm -hmm. your tiebreaker. And we love to break that tie. Uh, Our tiebreaker for today goes like this. Hmm. My wife has, for as long as I've known her, stored fat from cooking in an old soup can and then put it in the freezer. Are you reading this for the first time? (laughs) After it is frozen. No. After it is frozen, she will throw it out. And this seems to be the only way she knows how to get rid of fat slash grease. Here's the problem. Our freezer is actually a slide-out drawer on the bottom of our fridge. <coughs> More often than not, it is open quickly, sending fat spillage everywhere. This has to stop. Help me, Oxford Holy Club. You're my only hope. Contrary to what you may, contrary to what you may think, this is not coming from me. Just so you know, I know, I know that last week I snuck one in, but uh, all right. S- storing the fat in cans. Lucas, you had so many ideas, you wrote them down on the paper. Uh- I, did, I did write them down. So uh, first off, you can start making your own candles. Uh, you use the tallow. That's, that's you know, candle making 101. You got some bacon candles. That, those will sell. I'll tell you that. Uh, bacon candles. Here's another option. If, the op- if your problem is that you have a tippy can, think about this. Ice cube trays. Put your grease in ice cube oh. trays, and then what? No. just pop, 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 pop into the garbage. Bada bing, bada boom. I, I, I've never tipped over an ice cube tray. I'll tell you that much. So, you're straight up lying. Let's go back to repentance. Never and also, tipped over an ice cube tray. <laughs> I, I think no, it's like big long flat things. Like bunk. Oh no, you know. Like I don't not. understand why the fat has to go. I don't. I don't get the. I don't get taking the fat and scraping it into a soup can and going there. It'll be safe in here until it's time to get rid of. Uh, you said it in the notes, and I th- and I think you're right. Scrape the fat into the garbage, like just leave <laughs> yeah. the pan, leave the pan or whatever you've got on the stove. Let it congeal. Let it congeal, and then scrape it off. It. Yeah. Good news. It will do what you want it to do all by itself if you just leave that pan alone. No. Uh, no also, freezer a fun needed. little trick is you can dump it into like uh, like a styrofoam cup or whatever, as long as it's not too hot, obviously. Uh, and then you can just throw out the whole cup when you're done, and it's a. Uh, Pretty great. My, or you can leave it around your yard and it will attract bears. Like it will attract bears. That is a bear trap. That is a bear. Yeah. Attractive. I, I know my, sure. my sister-in-law, Mandy's, um, the, the middle sister, Samantha, we went there, I was years ago and I had just got a new suit and I don't know why I was in it. Uh, it doesn't matter, but they had a can, they had a can right by, uh, by their sink. And somehow I poured that can of fat on my new suit. So I, I just, I have something completely against cans of fat. An irrational fear, maybe? No, 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 no. It's more of a hatred, uh, a hatred of, of the fat. I guess I just, if it can, what I don't get is put, continually putting this can of fat into the freezer after people open it so fast, it spills everywhere. Like if, if most Why of the fat. a jar of fat with a top? 
Ah, oh, mason jar. <laughs> yeah, but if you put if you put hot fat into a mason jar and then put it into like instant cold, you, you run the risk. Oh of, yeah, it could shatter. It could shatter, right? I just That's don't understand. Yeah, it just doesn't make that all white white needs to be frozen. If I'm doing anything, usually the only thing that's really greasy is bacon, right? Yeah. And I just, I usually put it in the oven with parchment paper and I just throw the parchment paper out. But, oh, there you go. And then, and then it's over. Only because I know the, the question asker, um, they don't save the can, just so you know. It's a new can every time. New can with, with new, or new old fat. I mean, better, but not great, Like uh, to be fair. If, if freezing it, to me, you get yourself a plastic Tupperware that you don't use anymore that can hold whatever the biggest amount of fat is you think you'll use. And if you've got to freeze it, if, if, if that's got to happen, you go with a Tupperware. I've also seen people who will save the fat from bacon and then use it to fry something the next day because it makes it taste like bacon. I've never done it. Sounds kind of gross, but also sounds super delicious. As someone, so, who, as someone who can't drink from the same suggestion. drink, as someone who can't drink from the same cup as my wife or children, saving used fat to cook something <laughs> later sounds well, awful to me. It's boiled grease. No one's been licking it. It's not like they're like licking off the bacon and then dipping it back in the You can't promise thing. that. You can't. Don Wills, if you're still <laughs> you listening, uh, I saw earlier what your irrational fear was about leaving open cans around. I get it, man. I get it. Someone could have licked that He was afraid someone would poison his pot. Why not a whole freezer dedicated to the fat? <laughs> A fat freezer? Yeah. A fat freezer. There. Okay. There. We I think I think we've got some viable options, guys. So so okay, we need to just because it's a tiebreaker. I think the question asked. I think the husband's right. I think the the husband's right. Yeah. Uh, historical fun fact, back in World War II, oh, you would boy. never throw out fat. You would take it to the local plant and they would use it to make ammunition for the war effort. So uh, it doesn't help you now, but they never had to worry about that in World War II. In other words, Make store more fat. Put it store, store, store more, fat. more fat in cans. There you go. Get wow. Ready for the next one. Really ramp it up. Uh, so <laughs> we do we all agree with the husband here? Hundred yeah. percent. This is this cannot stand. No, just okay. like that can of fat, it cannot stand. Nice, good transition, Great. guys. We're running short on time, but I think we've got enough time to try something we've not done in oh eons, eons, years. Oh boy, eons. I've I've lost the the ability to speak. Let's toss to oh, it's me and. All right, I've not heard that music in a real long time. I, got, I was getting the head thrashing for it. If you all don't know, Super Fight is a quick game that we're going to play. It's all about ridiculous arguments and superheroes that fight each other. Guys, here's what I need you to do. Someone here is going to get, because there's three of us, you're going to get a buy. You're going to get to go into the winners or the the you know head-to-head. So, uh, Lucas, pick a number between one and three. Done. No, tell me. Oh, my soul. Oh, <laughs> three. Uh, Andrew, number between one and three. One. Lucas, congratulations, my dude. You don't have to fight this round, and Andrew right. and I will. Andrew, are you able to edit the notes as we pick the ridiculous heroes? Yep. All right, folks. Uh, we'd love for you to help us vote in chat uh, for who you think is actually going to win the fight. Now, I see chat's kind of quiet tonight, and that's all right. But if you're here and you want to let us know, uh, that'll be great. Lucas, we're going to draw for you, my dude. And you are uh, uh, T-Rex. Uh, 
Good start. Yes. Because I got tiny arms. You're a T Rex armed with a harpoon gun. Helpful. And finally, you are a pinata. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Took a bit of a turn there at the end. Yeah. Oh, wait, Lucas, you, but you got the buy, didn't you? So it's supposed to be Andrew. I got the buy. So, um, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. No, that's, that's fine. I'll, I'll keep the crappy draw and then you guys can uh, battle it out. Oh, sorry about that. That was on, that's on me. All right. That's uh, right. So, Andrew, we're drawn for you and you, sir, are a hipster. <laughs> you want to switch, Luke? I'm just Oh, my word. It gets worse on a segue. Oh, applicable. Oh, that is on brand. Uh, Let's see. And lastly, (laughs) you're a hipster on a segue who summons cats to do your bidding. Uh, (laughs) I'm not funny enough to have this. Hey, Ryan Pratt. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome to the show. All right. We're drawn for me now. And I shall be E.T., Man, I wish I was Alf. Remember Alf? He, the, he loves cats. He, he cats. eats cats. Um, Al, or I'm E.T. Driving the Pope Mobile. <laughs> Heavens. This is a real weak night, I can say that. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Suffering from delusions of grandeur. All right. Hmm. And don't forget when we do get to uh, to the next round, uh, Lucas and whoever wins from this one will get to draw one more card, a third one, a third, okay. a third card. Oh uh, man! Okay, let's see who's going first on this one. Lucas, flip a coin in your head. I choose heads. Okay, what was it? You, you it was heads. <laughs> All right, Andrew, you get to go first. <laughs> Yeah, I won. So you go first. Let's see what you got ready. And your timer <laughs> begins now. 30 seconds, 27, <sighs> so, 26. So I guess I will use my uh, hipster uh, knowledge to summon my cats. But they're not just any cats. They're like the elite cats, like all the really the cats you pay money for. Uh, like, and like pizza so, cats? Yeah, samurai pizza cats. And uh, I am going to... Um, Get them to follow me on my segue, and because you are ET, you are suffering from You're driving with the windows down, and I'm gonna send. So we've muted Andrew because his time is up. <laughs> as long as you mute yourself when your time is up, I will stop. I promise. I okay. promise. And you really. As well. It, I feel kind of bad because for the first ten seconds, you really just kind of leaned into the camera, and then at the last five, really kind of. You know, stuck the landing. All right. Uh, here here we go. All right. So I'm E.T. I'm an extraterrestrial and I'm in the Mobile. Now, if I remember, the Mobile is bulletproof and it has four tires that can squish all those lovely little kitties that are definitely on the ground. Not a problem. And I don't mind doing it because I think I'm all that. So I don't care about killing cats because I am E.T. I'm, I'm Pope E.T. That's right. Um, and so really, I'm just using my car to kill all your cats running into you because you're on a Segway and you've got nothing. Uh, you're off your Segway. You are dead. Right, so am I the picker of this? Well, Everybody. you you certainly get to vote, Lucas. Oh, whoops. 
um, your vote will probably be the one that matters. So yeah, now I mean, so really, I should be voting for I think who the weaker one is, so then I can go against them. No, you. Uh, but I am going to be honorable, and I am going to go with the one I think would actually win. And it's I'm sorry, I got to give it to the bulletproof car and the ability to run down cats and segways. I, that, that's pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, Andrew, grab your <laughs> grab your torch and um, and get off the <laughs> extinguish island. Extinguish it. Yeah, extinguish your torch. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that you're dead. Uh, well, should should we should we look to see if anybody wants to vote, or we should we just make your vote the vote for tonight? I mean, my vote is probably. Vote vote. We'll make your the vote, vote the vote for tonight. They got to learn to be faster on the draw. Well, I mean, that's just let's you train them. Let's remember they're about a minute behind us. A minute? Yeah. Well. Oh wow. I mean, by the time you decide you want to do it and get your phone going. All right, so let's draw uh, an extra card for Lucas, who, remember, you are a T-Rex armed with a harpoon gun, who is, in fact, a pinata, and, <laughs> heavens, this did not help, you are nine feet tall. Ah, oh, come <laughs> on now. I'm a short T-Rex. I'm a short T-Rex. I'm a carnosaurus. <laughs> That's an inside joke for dinosaur fans. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. And me as E.T., uh, driving the Pope Mobile, suffering from delusions of grandeur, is also, I don't think this matters, armed with nunchucks. <laughs> you can hit yourself in the face yeah, inside I'm, the car. All right. And um, as the previous winner, I think, should I go first? Or sure. do you want to go first? Uh, you won, so you should get to close. I'll start, and then you can be the close. Understood. That seems fair. All right. Let me know when to go. Go. All right. So, I'm a T-Rex. I'm not the tallest, but that's okay. I also have a harpoon gun. First thing I do is I shoot your tire, which all of a sudden you can't drive anymore, or maybe I'll put it through the engine block. Can't shoot. Uh, and then I will go up on top of your car and just jump, 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 until eventually I get through, because it's bulletproof. It's not... T-Rex proof, uh, and then I eat you, and then you are a part of the inside uh, pinata candy. There you go. And I'm done. That's all I need. You, let's wait for the dramatic. Okay. And I'm done. All right, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm good. Here we go. 30 seconds on the clock. Okay. I, my, my biggest argument is this. It doesn't matter what you arm a pinata with. At the end of the day, it is a pinata. You are a T-Rex-shaped pinata that has pinata harpoon guns. I'm going to drive my Pope Mobile straight into you. Now you're going to say, but you're in a vehicle. You can't get a pinata. The Pope Mobile goes way up high with that big glass dome for the Pope. That is going to hit you. It's going to knock you out. And then I'm going to get out of the Pope Mobile and beat you with the nunchucks and keep getting that T-Rex candy out of you. And, and uh, you squished. Yeah, basic. All right, Andrew. You're, ba you're basic. <laughs> um, you know, I'm gonna. I I gotta give it to Brad right at that end, pulling out the nunchucks, which he didn't have to do. Yeah, I, I like that. The pinata. That I really did. Put I did like that. End. Although, side side note, I bought a pinata for Ruthie's birthday, and we used it. And that thing, even though it was only made of cardboard, was almost indestructible. It took the adults several hits to destroy it. It was pretty impressive, uh, hmm. but I get it. Well, well played. Well, thank you. I uh, that I was fun. Before we, before Lucas, I'm going to, I'm going to read one comment and then you get us out of here. All right. Uh, here's your Scott Layton. You want the Scotty experience, ladies and gentlemen, here's the Scotty experience. <laughs> I do like that. Uh, Scott Layton comes in with a joke to end the podcast. And he said, how did the hipster burn his mouth? He drank his tea before it was cool. Zing. Ah. That's good. All right. I'm going to tell my tea friends about that. All right. <laughs> you, you just did. <laughs>
All right, Lucas. All right, everyone. Let's let, let's I'll get us out of here now. So you can follow our podcast on all the social medias. You got your Facebook, you got your Twitter, you got your Instagram, and don't forget YouTube at Oxford Holy Club. Uh, throw up the hashtag OH Club if you're using social medias. Uh, we would love a five star rating, and if you do, we'll even read it on the air. Hmm. Not only that, but you can send your questions to us at www.oxfordholyclub.com. Browse our merch and buy it um, and much more. And ladies and gentlemen, as you know, we don't pay to advertise. I really messed that up last time. Remember that, Andrew, where I just basically said we don't do this for money. And then that, and then I signed off. We, we, we don't pay to advertise. We, money, the end. <laughs> we don't pay to advertise. So any growth that we have comes from you sharing us with others. So click that share button on Facebook right now. And folks, it's been a great time. Lucas, Andrew, awesome to see you. So folks, until next time, you know what? Keep spiritually fit and have, and have fun. fun.